0: You're listening to Newcastle in the Morning. After a four-week year four-year, break, four year, a four week break for the World Cup, the A-League restarts this weekend and the Jets have certainly been the most active of any club during the hiatus. They drew one all with Melbourne City on November 26, which was the culmination of a five-day training camp up there in Tamworth. Last weekend, they played a double header drawing three all with Macarthur on Friday, before a uh, a bit of a second string outfit went down five two to Sydney FC on Saturday. But it all gets back underway. We are back down the Central Coast on Sunday for the F three Derby. Joining me on the line now to uh, to have a bit of a chat about how the Jets have uh, have gone in this uh, in this hiatus. It is the CEO of the Newcastle Jets. Good morning and welcome, Shane Matiski.
1: Thanks, Tracey. It's great to be on the show.
0: Thank you. Now, uh, how's the break been? I know that uh, off the back of three losses, we certainly needed a bit of a time to uh, to break, to regroup. How's uh, How's Arthur and the boys?
1: Yeah, they've, they're fired up. They've actually had a really good break. I think we're probably... The break came at the right time for us in terms of just dealing with some injuries and, and really getting the guys fit. So I think we've done... I think we've done more work than any other team in the break. So those, that game against... City up in Tamworth was great for us and then MacArthur and Sydney so there's three games that we've got away in this four week break and they've been training the house down as well Mm -hmm. so when you when the team steps out onto the paddock against the Mariners uh, we've got a a lot of guys that are you know stronger fitter than they were at the beginning of the season and it's a really important game a great game for the club Mariners are always a great game Mm -hmm. so we're super excited about that.
0: Tamworth has always been a uh, a great place for the Newcastle Jets. I can remember back in the days uh, when Nick Theodorakopoulos was in charge of the team. There you go. That's going back some years, my friend. Um, I can remember the first time that uh, that the Jets ever went up to Tamworth, spent some time up there. Tamworth really embrace the side, don't they?
1: They do. They And they embrace the women's team and the men's team. So we had both teams. And in fact, we had members of our power chair team up there as well. So it was the whole club in Tamworth, which is amazing. And we had you know, just as many people there for our women's game as we had for the men's game. Uh, and the women put on a, an amazing display. That oh, didn't That was an awesome victory mm. against the Wanderers. Uh, so Sarah Griffith is an amazing talent that we've unearthed amongst – she's one of the four American imports that have come into our women's team. And it's going to be super exciting to watch our women's team play through this season. They're definitely a lot more competitive than they were last year, and that's exciting. But, yeah, the community really – engaged we did a lot of work throughout that whole period of five days we were at schools we ran clinics we had coaches from northern inland academy of sport coming along shadowing our coaches both men and women uh we did we presented at the Tamworth sports awards function we we're at you know we we're at the disability school with our power chair athletes it was just full on the whole time and. The other, and it was just great to have both the men and women. You know, we sitting down to lunches and dinners with the whole club, pretty much in one room, eating together and uh, and focusing on what was to come.
0: It really is fantastic. I mean, the way that the women's side has—you uh, know—they've had fresh air. And I know I spoke with Denny Townsend um, before the break about uh, the fact that uh, they were launching the women's competition during the, the World Cup break, and uh, and it was either going to be a positive or a negative. We we were just having to sit and wait and see. It's certainly done good stuff for the for the Newcastle Jets women. You know, they've uh, they've really performed well. It uh, it was great to see them them get the media coverage that they deserve. How are you finding the uh, the start to the season? And, uh, from that perspective, has it been good?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's super exciting, right? The talent we've got, and it's and it's that international talent, but we've got some great local talent that's come into the team that's fresh this year. So there's some really great stories there for people that are into the, the football community in Newcastle around. And then so we, we went into number two on Saturday, and a, another strong performance. I mm-hmm. think we're really um, we're disappointed not to win that game, but. There were some, you know, some great shots on goal. We've got to get a few more of those to land, but two-all uh, result. But we, yeah, we had some problems that we haven't had for a while, which is, you know, we probably didn't have enough, um, you know, people managing lines in terms of accessing the ground, food, mm. etc. So, you know, they're, they're great problems for us to have as a club. Mm. Of course, we address them, but this groundswell of people coming out and enjoying that environment at number two, which is a great friendly environment. I think we'll have a DJ there next time. Mm. We'll be doing new things, but. Women's football, I think, is on the rise, and that's exciting as we lead into the Women's World Cup. And yeah, it's been it's been great for the team to have a bit of the spotlight in this period.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know that uh, the Newcastle Knights did very well doing the double headers with the men and the women. Um, the Newcastle Jets have done it a couple of times. Are we going to see any of those uh, this year, Shane, or are we going to see the competitions uh, as as standalones and uh, and no double headers?
1: Well, I think across the competition, you'll see some double headers, but in for us, as the Jets, our view is that our women's team deserves its own focus, mm. and our fans tell us that they want the women's team playing at number two as standalone fixtures, and they love that environment. So that's that's what we're doing. Mm. We are doing standalone fixtures, so we haven't got any double headers, and I think that you know that allows you know if you come along to a game because it is a big gap between the the games because of the warm up period. So uh, it allows the women's team to have their own their own environment um, it supports fans of the women's game it's a great friendly affordable experience there at, at number 2 and we're excited by that and the I know the women's team love being there yeah. and our fans love going so we're going to we'll, we'll stick with that yeah. and then our men's team will continue to pursue this family-friendly approach as well so we're continuing this focus on having kids go free and having that 5 o'clock or 3 o'clock time slots where families can come along, their kids can go on the field after the games, were you know, it's really affordable. It's $22 if, if a mum or dad wants to come along and bring three kids, that's $22 to get into a game oh. for the men's game. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, it's an amazingly affordable experience. It really is. Right? Mm. And uh, we've, we've got in the men's team... We've got a really competitive team Mm. this year, so they'll be, you know, those last three games, we didn't get the results we wanted, but we really shook up Melbourne Mm. City, and they're clearly the best team in the comp at this moment, Um, so we were very, you know, very, very close to at least drawing, potentially winning Mm. that game, disappointed not to get the win, and, you know, we'll come out of this break into games against the Mariners um, and we've got two games against the Mariners mm. in the next in the first ten days, basically eleventh, <laughs> yeah. and then the twelfth. Then we've got Friday the sixteenth at home. Uh, so there, you know, there's rapid fire games, and we're we're ready to go.
0: Shane, you mentioned the twenty two dollars uh, for a mum and, and kids, and uh, at the moment, obviously, we saw a second interest rate rise. Well, we saw an eighth interest rate rise go. Um, yesterday obviously affordability is is going to be a big issue for all sport going forward all entertainment going forward because uh, that family dollar is just going to be so so tight that's a really really attractive price point Um, obviously that's something that you're going to have to be very aware of going forward for for both the men's and the women's
1: yeah definitely definitely look we've been pursuing this family approach for a while now and we're very confident that we've got you know one of the best products in town, in terms of entertainment and and being a family family friendly environment, and that pricing that I talked about is something that's been available all this year and all of last year. Mm. So yeah, for every so that's that's simply the price for an adult to come into a game, which is twenty two dollars, mm. and then kids go free. So uh, you know any family can bring their kids along for each adult. So if it's mum and dad, it's twenty two dollars each. But you know you bring all the kids in twelve and under at no cost at all, and then we've got activities. Before the game, there's some great fun things happening at halftime. In fact, our home game coming up on the 16th, we've got a teddy bear toss where you can, you know, we're, we're um, getting teddy bears thrown in for charity. So oh, that's, I love that's it. back, right? Yeah. And we're raising some money for the Children's Hospital. Um, we'll be at the Children's Hospital next Monday, actually, with the whole team. So there's some fun things. And then, yeah. of course, yeah, all, all those 5 o'clock or 3 o'clock games, you know, are in a time where the kids can come along and enjoy themselves and not be up too late and they can run around on the field afterwards. And our players are staying on the field to interact. So there's very, very few sports where you can get Mm. that experience of Walking up to hero and shaking their hand, or getting them to sign your jersey, whatever it
0: may be. Oh, look, congratulations! I can't tell you the number of times over the the twenty five years that I worked in sport in uh, in the city that I used to yell into uh, into headphones and say, "For God's sake, get that team back on the field!" Can, you know, thank the crowd. Your guys just do it so naturally; it's just part of the build. It's part of who they are.
1: Yeah, they're very connected to the community. They they appreciate that. Um, you know that. The community around them is, you know, ultimately they're important in terms of supporting the team Mm. and that's where they came from. And, you know, I'm I'm really proud of the way our guys and our girls uh, engage with, you know, people of all ages and they're very accessible. So they will be there, as I said, on the field after the game or signing autographs on the fence Mm. uh, prior to the game. For our men's games, we've got, uh, for any player that's not, playing we're bringing them outside the ground and there's a little um, signing table so if there's a player injured or not selected yeah. there's an opportunity to engage with them outside the ground before we before you come in yeah. so all those things mean you can yeah you can get really close yeah. to our players and they're good people they're really professional and I think that's one of the great things about football.
0: Yeah, it really is. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. I'm speaking with the Newcastle Jets CEO Shane Matisky. Shane, the other fantastic news that uh, kind of flew under the radar um, of a lot of media, and uh, and I saw it on on a couple of your Facebook posts. But the uh, the Newcastle Jets women have landed some fantastic sponsors in the last couple of weeks, which once again proves the popularity of uh, of women's sport, but women's soccer in particular. You've got um, you've got Coats on board as uh, as a sponsor for the uh, for the shorts for the girls. That's fantastic. And M-Control are now the uh, the front of Jersey. So not only are they uh, are they a major partner of the Jets' men, they're now with the women's team as well. That's con- that's awesome. Congratulations. They are two big, big multi multinational companies who are now supporting women's football. Yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. That the, you know, we're, the women's team is a big part of our club and it's been a big part of our club for a long time, but it's great to see... Some brands and some mm. big brands come in around the team. Uh, we've got, so Port of Newcastle's, you know, have been a great sponsor of the club in terms of our men's team, but they're actually on the front of the jersey for our gold jersey at mm-hmm. home and uh, they're an important part of that. Air yeah, control's absolutely. been great in terms of coming in around the team. Uh, it's exciting to bring coats into our family. Uh, and, you know, again, a big national brand, mm. but also a big brand here in, in this region, mm. the Hunter and Newcastle. So we really appreciate their support. We've got Newcastle City Council, of course, University of Newcastle. So there's some, some great mm-hmm. brands that are there around our women's team and, and we'd like to see more organisations come, come in and support the team and we're also talking about what's happening inside our, our Academy and our the Jets Football Foundation that's been established this year. And we're putting we're trying to pour more support and some and brands are coming in to do this around our junior girls and senior girls in the academy and our junior boys and senior boys in the academy.
0: Well, it's essential. I mean, I know the uh, the New South Wales Rugby League announced uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago that Westpac were coming in to support their grassroots, uh, you know the the state of origin, the New South Wales sides with with their academy. It's where we need to be, isn't it? And I mean I think the World Cup has proven it all to us that we need those nurseries, we need to be bringing through young people, we need to be bringing through the best of of our local local sport and uh, and that Jets Academy, that's how we do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're we're a region that's, you know, we're very lucky. I think there's an investment there, but we're very lucky to have a significant academy across both the boys and girls. So as a club, we're running 15 teams, which is pretty massive, right? There's no no other professional team that I'm aware of in Australian sport that's got 15 teams that sit underneath them. And it's really important to us that that's balanced evenly between the boys and the girls. And we're hoping to see more and more Young people from this region wear the green and gold. In the future, we want them, of course, in the gold of the Jets, (laughs) and then (laughs) let them go from the gold of the Jets to to green and gold. And you know, we know that there's kids in the academy that are, you know, that are in the frame at the junior level, of course. And we've got we've got players that are representing at the junior level. But you know, there are players in both our men's and women's team that we think have got potential to wear either the Matildas or Socceroos jersey as well.
0: How's uh, How's Gary Van Egmond going? Is he settling in well?
1: He is, he is. He's been a big part of this change around the academy and I think anyone involved um, w- would recognise that. There's been some great feedback around some of the shifts that have happened in terms of our approach to our academy teams and he's also been a big part of the changes you're seeing in our women's team. So he's been quite involved in assisting with recruitment and just, as I mentioned we've got not only four internationals now come in from America but We've also been able to pick up some really good young talent from our local competition. So, I think that's, that change mm. has been great. So, Gary's, you know, he's obviously already got a great heritage within the club, but it's great to have him back and seeing him make such a positive impact on the club.
0: I'm just so pleased to see him back in the fold. It's just wonderful. Finally, um, the big question obviously is uh, is going to be the World Cup effect. Um, you know, we, we saw how far we went, you know, to go through to that uh, that final 16, a little country like Australia, you know, it is just phenomenal. The, the way that we played, the way that we finished, you know, we finished in the same area as some of the powerhouses. You know, you're talking the USA. We really did well. We really played above, our, uh, above our, where we should be. What do you think the flow on effect will be do do we expect to see an influx into northern do we expect to see uh, you know, more more boys and girls playing obviously the the crowds that you saw at uh, at your home game last weekend that's one flow on effect that people are wanting to get out and see football live again what do you think we'll see as the uh, as the lasting legacy of uh, of this this current Qatar World Cup
1: yeah, I think there's there's a few areas to talk about. So definitely participation. I think boys and girls, there'll be more boys and girls interested and, and engaged and starting to pull on the boots and play. And Northern, I know, when we last made Round of 16, they talk about an 8% lift mm. the following year in terms of participation. So let's hope for that. I think we'll see that. Uh, so that's important. I think we've got this great opportunity with the Women's World Cup on home soil, Coming and that's you know almost so close you can touch it now. That's going to be great Mm -hmm. for us uh, because it not only is there this big, you know, big sort of um, highlight right now, but we've got something to look to um, that's on the women's side and we expect great performance there from Matilda. So that's going to be great for us. And then we've been working really hard to connect with the football family and bring them along to games. I think what the World Cup now has done is it's allowed us to. You know, to, to kind of open an opportunity to talk to the general sports fan, all those mm. people that have got that maybe aren't natural football fans, but you know have have leaned in and seen an amazing performance mm. by the soccerers and and some great performances by other teams, by yeah. the way. And you know, and the soccer, some of the goals that have been scored, some of the defensive performances, et cetera, are extraordinary. So, you know, I think we'll be able to bring that across. There'll be interest in the game, whether it's the women's game or the men's game. Uh, as I said, we've, we've got a great team, and the, the you know the good thing about that Socceroos performance is that some of those standout performances were from A-League players, right? Yeah, There's absolutely. A-League players scoring goals, so mm. it's not not just Australians that are playing in the EPL or Scottish Premier League or whatever it may be. It's players that are playing at home here in this competition that are scoring goals and standing up. So it just shows that there is real quality in this A-League competition, and I think, you know, if, if you're in the region and you've enjoyed the World Cup, come on down to McDonald Jones Stadium mm. or to Number 2 Sports Ground and, and engage because it's, you know, it is a great environment and you're going to see great football. And, you know, one thing with the Newcastle team, men and women, is it's high-quality, attractive, attacking football, Exactly like
0: what you're seeing in the yeah. World Cup, and look, uh, come uh, obviously this weekend's double, you know, game against the uh, the Mariners, but the the game after that, you know, you've got three Socceroos coming home, you know, that are going to be playing at McDonald Jones Stadium. You know, you've got Denny Vukovic, you've got uh, Garen Kual, you've got Jason Cummings. You know, you've got three Aussies who just played in that World Cup. Of course, you know they didn't start, but anyway, they were there. There, you've got three Socceroos that are going to be playing at McDonald Jones Stadium. Where else in the world would you be able to do that? Shane, that's that's mm. what, that's the fantastic part of the A League at the moment about how successful it actually is.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's um, <laughs> great for the Mariners, right? Yeah, so, but
0: yeah, not so much for you. Us.
1: Know, <laughs> and, uh, but no, that's look, it is exciting. You know, mm. you're, you're right. Fans that, that get along and watch our games are going to have that opportunity to see our team uh, up against other teams that you know we've either got players on the fringe or have actually played in the Socceroos, uh, and you'll see that through the whole season. So that's, you know, that's exciting. But, mm. you know, we have got, you know, we've got players, we've got, you know, Ge- we've got two Georgian internationals that yeah. are in our team, right? We've got, you know, players that have played, we've got New Zealand internationals, and we've got players that are on the fringe here and uh, for the Socceroos as well. So guys like um, Angus Sergate, for instance, mm. you know, so there's some real high quality. Angus was the best young player in the A-League last year. So Bye, there's, there's talent, right? Mm. So there's real talent. And, yeah, it it will be, I think we'll continue to ride that wave. And I think, you know, it'll be a wave that's driven by football fans, but it'll be hopefully some of those general sports fans that are coming on behind the Socceroos. And we hope to also get some of those people that want to get behind the gold of Newcastle now as we march through the competition because, you know, we are confident of the way we'll compete.
0: And I'm so pleased you brought back that gold jersey. I told you, didn't know That was the first question I asked you. That was the first question I asked you. Are you bringing back the gold? Leave it to me, Tristan.
1: Oh, yeah. no, it's, that's right. It's a great... It gives the club a great identity, right? Absolutely. It connects us back to where we came yep. from. And and it's also, you know, I think really a lot of people that are engaging also love the fact that we're connecting right back to mm. where sport, mm. where football started in Newcastle back in 1884. So that, that heritage uh, and strength of the history of football in this in this town and this region is really important to us and to our players and to our fans.
0: It really is, and you know we've got some uh, some former Newcastle uh, Jets you know staff members even in, in high levels. I know John Tatsmus has just been uh, been put in charge of, uh, of New South Wales uh, football. You know we've got some we've got some local local people, some local people who love Newcastle on the Hunter. Really, in some of those positions of power, you know you've got Remo on the on the uh, the football board. You know some people who really have some some heart and soul in Newcastle are uh, are really at the table. Of where the power decisions are made now.
1: That's right. Don't forget Ernie. Oh Ernie yeah, don't was, forget uh, Ernie. He was here on Saturday at the mm. football uh, Northern New South Wales conference, and mm. yeah, he's got a big responsibility yeah. now for sort of guiding the development of football from the Football Australia level. So yeah, we've got we've got some great influence, mm. and as I said we've got. I think there's people broadly across the whole competition mm. that are looking to Newcastle and going, wow, this you know. This not just the people are in the past, but the you know, Arthur mm-hmm. has coach of the men's team, Ash has coached the women's team, the people who've bought into this club and the players and they're taking notice mm-hmm. that, you know, we're we've become a, a really serious threatening team in the competition and we'll shake it up.
0: Shane, from a personal perspective, um, I mean obviously your your background is uh, well primarily rugby league, but you've spent a lot of time around sport. Um how, how much have you fallen in love with Newcastle? Do you ever see yourself uh, headed back down the F3? I mean, we never know what, what the future holds, but uh, do you enjoy Newcastle? Have you fallen in love with this place?
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I really am enjoying it. I've, so the longer you're here, the more you discover all the little secrets and get connected in different groups and, um, you know, and, and yeah, you, you sort of kind of start to align with what the locals you know the secrets the locals hold and you know whether it's watering holes or swimming holes or riding (laughs) paths or whatever it may be and yeah it's a great town and it's it's the it's a great community they're great people here very similar you know I'm originally from the bush and Mm. it does you know it it feels you know really comfortable for me as a a big country town compared to a city like Sydney Mm. so yeah, it's it's um, at a personal level. Yeah, it's a great place to be, and I'm enjoying the town, and I'm enjoying what we're doing at the Jets.
0: Yeah. How about uh, from a, a football perspective? I mean, uh, you and I, well, you and I are very strange. We we sit in both camps. We we love our NRL, but we also love our, our football. How have you found the uh, the conversion? You know, are you enjoying the game of football now more than you? I mean, because. As rugby league, you know, as ruggers, we we that was the evil sport, that was the diving sport. But once you get in and you and you understand it and uh, and you enjoy it and you, you get to to know the the people and you know the intricacies of the game, it is a beautiful game, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is, and I think you know every week that goes by, you know, I, I you know appreciate it more. Um, definitely, you know, appreciate the game a lot more than when I first started and. Mm um and i and i'm enjoying the journey we're on as a club as well because we've changed the way we've played and uh, you know Arthur's been a great part of that you know with Gary's support now and Ash Ash's you know there's changes in terms of the way our women's team is playing so it's it's great to follow that and it's mm. great to see us get success as well uh, and whether that success is on the field or you know getting new sponsors like we we talked about with mm. with Coates and AMP Control and Port of Newcastle. All these new organisations that are coming on and getting behind us, and seeing our member base grow as well, and and we're now seeing crowds grow, which is all of that's really, really rewarding, and uh, just you know it demonstrates that we're on the right path as a as a game, mm-hmm. as a competition, and and then you get these big you know these, these big moments like the Socceroos, which which gets you even more excited about what mm-hmm. the future can look like
0: it is very very exciting but uh, yeah, we'll be landing back down to earth we do have the, uh, it is the F3 derby it is happening on Sunday down at, uh, down on the central coast, we're then back here on the 16th of December against the Brisbane Roar and then back down the freeway again on the 21st of December taking on the Mariners once again of course that double up is because of the game that was uh, was cancelled, the opening round the, when the, the grounds were flooded that's why we have, uh, have this run of games uh, now. Shane, thank you so much for your time, it's lovely to catch up And uh, I just thought that it was time to, to take a bit of a reset and find out where we are and where we go, and uh, you know, and now we head into the season proper and uh, and really go for it now.
1: Thanks, Tracy. It's going to be great. I look forward to having you on the journey with us and all your listeners. And yeah, we've got a, you know this season's only just begun.
0: So Absolutely, it's
1: going to be a great season.
0: Thank you, my friend. If I don't speak to you before, you have a wonderful Christmas and uh, and congratulations on uh, on this year with the Newcastle Jets. It really has just been spectacular. Thanks, Tracy. Same to you. Thank Thanks, you. Bye bye. That was uh, Shane Matiski, who is the CEO of the Newcastle Jets. And if you do want to get out and support them, they are home, as I said, on Friday the 16th of December, taking on the Brisbane Roar at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. And then the Jets women, which are really, they're really upsetting some teams at the moment they're taking on the brisbane raw on the 23rd of december at number two sports ground kickoff there is six o'clock so uh, make sure you get along some perfect times to uh, to go along and support your newcastle jets men and women you're with tracy mack on newcastle live newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life